Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. Woo-woo! We're super excited to be with you guys again this week. Woo-hoo! Hello, everybody. Everyone enjoying spring? Yes. I actually just got back from hiking. It was very lovely. It's starting to get nice here. The weather's getting beautiful and the plants are sort of getting green. It's like barely starting to get kind of pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's been a dry winter, so we'll see yeah. your green yeah, and yeah. flowers and whatever we can get at this point. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So today, Liz and I are going to talk about being true to our desires. And I think this is a really important topic, um, especially for adults. Um, I think kids, a lot of time, they, they're pretty good at being true to their desires. Like I watch my kids when they really want something and they keep bothering me until I do it or get it for them or whatever. And so um, I think as adults sometimes though, and especially if you're in a relationship or if, you know, yeah, especially in a relationship, I feel like sometimes your spouse or significant other may not want the same desires as you. And so sometimes you just kind of give up your desires and just kind of put them on the back burner or just forget about them. And so I think this is a really good topic for us to talk about today, um, being true to your desires. So Liz, why don't you start off? Yeah. So this topic actually came up because, um, because I realized I wasn't being true to one of my desires or my needs. I could even call it a need. Um, But right after our dad died, well, even before our dad died, (laughs) I had set this intention. I just, it was something I knew I needed was to go to the beach and hang out and um, journal and write down experiences with my dad and just have that kind of healing and almost a closure. And, um, so, and I had even told, you know, Christina and my brother that I said, Hey, when, when dad passes, I'm not going through the house for like a month. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Cause there's a lot to go through. Our parents had the same house for 40 years and uh, unfinished basement. And so lots of things accumulated down there, especially with the dad who was a fix it man and a mom who was a teacher. You guys kind of know those areas of collecting and having parts or as a teacher, having poster boards and manipulatives and puppets and, you know, so they had their fair share of things. And um, so anyway, just as we were, um, as we were getting closer to my dad passing, I just remember feeling, cause we had, Christina and I had been back and forth so much, just taking care of our dad and the travel and the emotional um, strain, I guess is the word of just all of the medical things and making all the decisions and, you know, for end of life and for medic or for um, 
hospice and just all of the things that kind of came up with that. And so it just had been heavy for a long time. And I think we handled it well, you know, we, we did our best and, and we had really awesome support of husbands and really awesome support of extended family and all of that. But all said and done, it, it was wearing, it was taxing to do all of that. And so as things were wrapping up, I just remember being like, oh, I just want to go relax at the beach and I don't want to deal with a house right now. I just I want to heal. Um, however, our brother came into town for the funeral and was going to be there for three or four weeks. And so it was like the most perfect time for everybody. Also, it was spring break and our husbands could help. Christina and my husband were both there to help. And so because of the circumstances, my desire to go to the beach and forget about you know that physical strain and emotional strain of going through the house and just trying to heal got pushed to the back burner. And so anyway, I, I hadn't really thought a lot about it. We've kind of been busy, you know, we did house stuff for a really long, a week almost. And then we had a break and kind of came home and was, were with our families and helping, you know, entertain our brother and taking care of him while he was here. And then, you know, went down and did a little more on the house and then, you know, just life, life is going on. And so, and also my husband had had hernia surgery right yeah. before all of this. You got to bring that up. The main reason yeah. that you couldn't go was yeah. your husband just had hernia surgery. Exactly. So it wasn't, her. it wasn't possible pretty much for me to go. It's not like I could say, okay, Andrew, you take care of the kids and I'll go because he couldn't. He was, I actually had plane tickets and a hotel in Mexico during that time that I had to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it was, I mean, hello, it's a death. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to all pan out. You don't know timing, but uh, you do know that you have needs. And so as I came home and kind of taking care of the trust and bank accounts and all these things, um, I just have been like really low motivation in the morning for getting up. And usually I'm like getting up, I'm doing my AM schedule, I'm doing my action steps towards my goals. I'm really pretty consistent with that. But, and of course we're going through morning, you know, we're missing our dad. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to give myself a break. It's just a hard time. And then last week, I feel like it was that I felt like I just needed to take a closer look at things. Like, why am I really feeling this less motivation like what's going on with this and I started thinking am I not listening to myself on something and all of a sudden um and I realized what it was, it was this trip <laughs> I was like I never took the trip I didn't do what I said I needed to do I I didn't follow through on this need I had I really had this need it wasn't just this frivolous I want to go hang out at the beach or whatever it was I want to heal. I want to have this time to journal and think about my dad and just be calm and reflective and kind of almost peaceful, bring in that peace and like help process it out through journaling. And so anyway, uh, as soon as I realized that I called up Christina and I was like, oh my goodness, well, I haven't done my trip. You haven't gone to Mexico. Like we need to just go, we need to go, we need to go to San Diego and just there's some cheap flights we have an aunt who lives there who's awesome and we just thought you know what we're just gonna go we're gonna go and hang out at the beach for three or four days so anyway it is booked everybody <laughs> so we're excited about that um and it's just what we need like 
we just need time to heal. You know, as a mom, you definitely have your responsibilities. You've got a house to keep up. Usually you've got all the homework and all the things and, and just anybody, anyone has a lot of demands, whether you you're working or not working, um, whether you uh, have extended activities in the community or your church or whatever, everybody has a lot on their plate. So it's so important to schedule that time to really rejuvenate and just take time for you. And so that's, that's what we're going to do. And we're excited, <laughs> right? We're, we're getting yeah, comfortable about this. Excited. Yeah. I'm going to so, share about my hike today, actually. So yeah. I've been missing our dad a lot. And um, I was going to go, um, one of my dogs actually hurt his leg two days ago. So he's not able to go running right now because I'm giving him time to heal it. He hit it on something in our house. I don't know what happened. It was really weird but he's kind of limping. And so I don't want to take him running. And I usually just run him by the trail in the river every day, just so they can go somewhere. And, um, we have a national monument here. Um, it's called national monument and there's lots of hiking trails there. And I don't get to go very often because I can't take my dogs there. And I'm a very good dog owner. Like I like to take my dogs out every day and they're high priority on my list. And so I got to go there today and it was very interesting because this trail I was supposed to go on, I was supposed to go on it a while back but I had to leave to Utah to go take care of my dad I was invited to go on this trail with some friends and I wasn't able to go and I never thought I didn't think about the trail again but then today I decided to go on that trail and there was actually waterfalls on the trail I didn't know this and it looked just like this place called uh, Calf Creek in Escalante Utah and it's our dad's favorite place and I felt like it was like this gift that I was given. Like I've had this desire to be really, you know, close to our dad and things like that. And I've really missed him. And it was, it was very cool today to go up to this, this hike and just sit by this waterfall that I didn't even know existed. It's like one hour from my house. It didn't take long to get there. Um, and it was really cool. And so I feel like sometimes we have, you know, like for me, I just have a desire to kind of stay close to my dad and things like that. And it was cool today because I was able to find this hike that I felt like was made just for me. Like, and it was I interesting know. that I missed this hike earlier and got to go today. And it was like perfect timing. Cause I was like, wow, my dad would have loved this. And maybe he was there with me. I don't know, but in spirit, you know, but it was really cool. It was a, it was an interesting experience with your desire. I feel like sometimes, you know, you have a desire like from here and I have a desire to be close to my dad, but it's kind of hard because he's gone, but I can still feel that closeness with him through nature and being out and going hiking and things like that. So that's awesome. I yeah. love that. We all need closeness. And I think that's cool. You're taking time to invite that in and invite dad in if you can, you know, just letting those memories come in. And that's so cool. I think one of the things that's interesting about our needs is sometimes as we get older, we actually find needs annoying. And like, sometimes, you know, your kids are so needy or the car needs the oil change or, you know, the, the grass need mowing. <laughs> and so we almost get in this mindset of, oh, great, another need. <laughs> and so I think we almost tune out needs because of getting in that type of a mindset. So I think it's really important uh, to watch and to see, am I listening to needs, whether they're my own needs or whether they're needs of my children or 
friends or, you know, partner or just whoever, whoever's in your life, um, in the, like kind of the closest relationships of your life, how are you doing at listening to their needs? And, and if you're not listening very much to their needs, you might even look in and say, okay, well, how am I doing with my needs? Because needs are super connected. And so if you're kind of detaching from other people's needs, you may be detaching from your own needs just because it's too much or it's overwhelming or you feel frustrated with needs. And it's like, no, I don't want any more needs. <laughs> so anyway, just that's kind of an old pattern I've seen myself get into in the past. And, and now I, I feel like if we look at needs and we listen to them, and we observe them and we kind of analyze, okay, what is the real need? So if a kid comes to us and says, I want a bike, is do they really need a bike? Could, do, is there one in your garage that's the similar size that was brothers before? Is it that they want to connect with their friends by biking? Is it, you know, so kind of looking at the real need there. Is it just that, hey, I want a new bike. That's kind of the need is that special new item or is it something else? So kind of looking at what is, what is the real need? And as we observe and we ask questions and we get curious about needs and kind of embrace needs instead of being annoyed with them or tuning them out, but really listening. And when we listen to others' needs and to our own needs, we can meet them. And when we meet the needs, then suddenly life is going better because sometimes we avoid the needs and we're doing all these other things to keep busy. And so people aren't fulfilled and things aren't running smoothly and kids stuff isn't getting done or the laundry's not getting done or this or that. And so just looking at what are our basic needs and maybe even really focusing in on that for even just a week, like what are the most important needs? You can even write them out. Like what are our needs, you know, basic needs, food and water and, you know, good nu nutrition or vitamins or whatever exercise, you know, kind of lift listing out your needs, but then then putting those priorities to where those needs are. But then there's kind of deeper needs too, like emotional needs, connection kinds of needs. And so maybe it's, hey, we all need to go do a family activity together. So we're connecting. Um, so yeah, basic needs, important. And then it levels up from there. Everyone knows Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the triangle and at the bottom are like the basic needs of like sleep and food and safety. And then it starts moving up and the higher needs are like, social interaction or feeling like you're serving or feeling like you're fulfilled because you're helping others or feeling connected. Those kinds of things are higher up than just the basics. And so it's important to understand that if our basics aren't being met, those others can't be. So definitely there has to be a focus on the basics, but then we need to dive in and into some of those bigger ones and understand what's going on with us. How can we fulfill that need? And then making sure it happens because I think it's important to trust ourselves. Like a mentor of mine took on a, a um, affirmation, a little phrase that he used, and it was, I can count on me. And I was like, that's so cool because you can't always count on your spouse to fulfill your needs, or you can't always count on your kids to give you a hug and tell you thank you and fulfill that kind of validation that you're looking for. But if you are connected with self and you're talking to yourself in positive ways and you're looking out for your own needs, like, hey, I really need to get my shower in before this time because all these things are happening. So you make sure that happens in the day, then, then you are validating yourself. You're meeting that need. You're listening to it. 
validating it. And then you can trust yourself because you met your need, you're meeting your needs, and then you have that consistency or that relationship of trust instead of, oh, I don't want to hear what you have. I don't want to hear your needs. I don't want to go there. I'm tired. I don't need any more. Um, but being open to it. And uh, it's just a human thing. We all have needs. So I think the more that we can get in tune and really listening inside of us with, with what is important, you know, sometimes a friend or someone thinks they know what we need and, and we can communicate and say, oh no, this would be better for me. Or, you know, I appreciate that, but this will work out better or I'd like it this way. And I think that way we can be true to ourselves. And sometimes we, we do just do what other people want us to instead of, you know, that people pleasing instead of looking in and, and finding out what it is that we really need. So maybe take some time today, evaluate, write down a few of your needs that maybe you could meet a little better, write down a few of the needs in your family or your, with your friends that you could meet a little better. And really it's just touching in on those. Maybe your son needs help with reading and practice. Maybe 10 minutes is all that makes the difference for the day. And then you do it and you feel so good because you can count on you for meeting your needs and others' needs. And it feels, it feels so good. It's awesome when you get in that rhythm and you know that you're being effective. You know that you're meeting those needs and it feels like a positive space. You're building those relationships around you. When needs aren't met, it's like, it's harder to trust. It's harder to build those relationships. So I wanted to add one thing to that. I think that um, finding out yeah, what your needs are and making sure that those are fulfilled every day is huge. Um, for me, I've talked about this many times, I'm sure on the podcast, but if I don't get my exercise, like that is a need that I have. If I don't get my exercise in the morning, like I'm just not that happy the day. Like it feels like something's missing. And so I think that everyone needs to find, like, maybe you need to take an hour to read, you know, a book and enjoy a book every day, or maybe you need to meditate every day or whatever it is that you need to help you get through the day to have a positive day, whatever it is that makes you happy you need to make time for that. And it's so, I like what you said too, about um, like, look at yourself first, if you're meeting your needs, cause there's kind of a pattern there. Like maybe if you're not meeting your needs, maybe you're not meeting your kids' needs, maybe you're not meeting your spouse's needs. And so it kind of starts with you first. So I think that's really important to reflect and look at you know yourself and if you're happy and if you're doing things that are making you happy and then prioritize. If you're not, if you're finding like, hey, I would you know like to do, you know, maybe exercise in the morning or read in the morning or find some spiritual time to read scriptures or meditate. And then taking that time, I think morning is a good time to do whatever it is that you want to do, because then you can focus on everything else throughout the rest of the day. I usually always get my exercise in first thing from when I wake up. And I think that makes a huge difference for me. I'm fulfilling my need first thing in the morning, and then I can tackle everything else. And then I can do my you know, church things that I'm supposed to do for church. And then I can do, you know, things that my husband needs me to do, things that my kids need me to do. I can be there for their homework and be really attentive to them when they get home from school. And then we can, I can take them, like yesterday I took them swimming. Like I can just focus on them when they're home from school. But if I didn't do, you know, my need first in the morning, then I can't, I can't focus on them because I'm feeling like I didn't get anything done. I'm feeling like I didn't do anything for me. So I think if we focus on our needs and what makes us happy and do that, you know, first thing in the morning, I think that can make a huge difference in anyone's life. Awesome. That's so great. And I think meeting needs and those essential things 
it's just so powerful for our relationships, relationship with self, relationship with others. And, and it'll build so much strength as we focus in on those and make sure it happens. So just that follow through, that consistency. And I think we're all learning to be consistent, but the more that we focus in and we make it a priority, even if it's five minutes, it's better than zero minutes or, you know, and celebrate your, your progress as you go. Um, so, okay. Awesome. Uh, this week, take a look at your needs, see what you can do. Pick one thing. Maybe it's just that one, like take a minute in the morning for yourself or meditate or exercise or whatever it is. Take one thing and get going on it. And then that'll help pour into the other areas of life. So awesome. Uh, okay. Has a, an oops moment for us before we go. Yes. So with it being spring, this was just one of those uh, wanting things to work like clockwork. <laughs> I had planned for uh, the kids to go. Uh, my sons, I have five sons. And so my older sons, they like, we have a little job for them. We have apartments that um, we help manage and things. And so the kids go and they um, run the mowers, you know, they do the lawns and they trim and they mow and they pick up all the garbage and do all the things. So um, we had gone on Saturday and just cleaned up all the garbage from the winter, all the weeds that blow and everything. So Monday, we're like, okay, we're going, we're going to mow, we're going to get everything done. And this year we're doing five, which is a lot, but we have a riding lawn mower. And so it, it's doable. So we're all excited. We're getting everything together. We had to repair the trailer lights, hook everything up. And then we start to pull all the mowers and things onto the trailer. And as we try to start our riding lawnmower, it just doesn't start. And I'm like, oh no, like we didn't even check to see if the riding lawnmower was working from sitting for the winter. And we left gas in it during the winter, which I, I guess is kind of a no-no for those who are mechanics. They probably know all the reasons why, but I think the gas can kind of clog the carburetor or something. So anyway, so we're <laughs> trying to work on a repair there to get things going. And it's just like that sometimes in life, you think, oh, it's going to be smooth. And then you have to kind of readjust and we only got to mow one lawn that was the longest grass and took care of that one just because that was the most important. And that's what we had time for with a push mower. So anyway, it was good, but it wasn't, wasn't what we wanted. So we, yeah, we're looking forward to having that all fixed up. And then you're missing dad. Cause he's not there to fix your mower. Oh yeah. You <laughs> Our better believe it. Our dad could fix anything and he'd just pull it apart and put it back together and be like, you're ready to go. Like what'd you do? <laughs> we have no idea. Hi, Christina. We got to have no idea. I'm hoping my son Jacob is going to take on that role of like mechanic because he's got a mechanical mind and he wants to be a mechanic. So he's, he's all about it. He's already looked into it to see what's going on with the mower. So (laughs) awesome. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Take time to look at your needs, validate yourself by doing something for you today and um, upgrade the way that you're meeting your needs and the, the needs of those around you. We love you. Keep arising and thriving in your life. See you next time. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable beginner's guide to managing your emotions.
We all know what we need to be doing to improve in life, but are you ready now to take action to start arising and thriving in life? We want to help you. Do you have an unfinished project or do you have a goal that has been on your mind but you haven't made it a priority? Would you like to make more money? Would you like a new car? How about improving those really close relationships that need some repairing or some nurturing? We are here to help you with our Vision Board Masterclass. You'll enjoy daily accountability and support. You'll enjoy having the mindset shifts and techniques that will help you to accomplish your goals and future goals. Visit our website today to register at ariseandthrivelife.com.